This is a CBC podcast. Is there an authority figure who inspires more fear, more silence, more willing obedience than a librarian? We want their approval, these gatekeepers of literature, of nonfiction, of audiobooks, of cookbooks. How we fear the stinging shh of the librarian. Your brow grows dewy as the decimal system, as you sweat under their stern gaze, tiptoeing through the stacks. Can I get away with reading this in the bath? I must remember not to dog-ear the pages, fold the spine, use this book as a coaster. And how, when it's time to check out, you hope the librarian will approve of your book choice, possibly even give a light, affirming nod or point a long finger at your selection and say, that is a good one. Librarians, custodians of the mind, libraries, hallowed ground with mid-80s carpeting. I'm A.C. Rowe, and this is The Doc Project. Huntsville, Ontario, is a cottage country town with a population of just under 20,000. There are in fact, more books in the Huntsville Public Library than people in Huntsville. The library is a low brick building across the street from a parking lot. And this library keeps the people of Huntsville in check. Catherine Cole lives there. She runs a health food store. Catherine and the book lovers of Huntsville are going to take it from here. My name is Catherine Cole and I am a late returner. This has been a problem for most of my life. As a bookaholic, I have a particular affection for libraries. Since childhood, they have been my travel agent of preference. They take me places and I get lost in them, caught up in all the possibilities of lives lived and journeys taken. And in my scattered system of personal prioritization, giving back my books has never been high on the list. I do not return on time. It is not malicious, it is not intended, it is just how I wade through the overwhelming hunting and gathering of my brain. Details are my nemesis. Where did I put the keys? Have I taken my supplements? Did I remember the cat food? The vault is just too full. There are so many details to remember and they have some sort of haphazard priority system that only my heart and personal logic can make sense of. Overdue books get relegated to the avoid file. In the scope of human importance, it's not disease or death, so really, really, let's put it on another brain shelf. And then it tumbles, falls, floats into the pile of never gets done and its neighboring file, I have to do that. The dream would be for the avoid file to transform into a, if you didn't do it, it probably wasn't important file. And many things in the avoid file do indeed take that forgiving path, like the thank you card you never sent or the distant dinner plans never scheduled. But not late library books. No, they sit determinedly hovering on the edges of consciousness, peering, judging, accusing. And the reason for this? Library shame. (music) 
Hey, I'm Sarah Downs, and I'm a procrastinator. So back in 2012, I was living in Huntsville, and I was an avid user of the library. And then eventually, you know, after a short period of time, we ended up moving. And while I was packing up all my stuff, I still had this one book out from the library, Gluten-Free on a Shoestring, and it's a cookbook. And I was like, oh, I really need to remember to bring that back. And I had it on my list of things to do. And I honestly, I just never got to it. I kept putting it off, putting it off. And then we packed up the U-Haul and we moved and I never brought it back. Fast forward six or seven years, three or four more moves. I never brought it back. Every time I look at it, I remember I have that moment of, oh, I need to bring this back to Huntsville. But I just never do. I am way too scared to bring it back because I know that the fines are going to be huge. I'm also worried that they've sent it to collections and I'm just not sure how to deal with it. So it's easier for me just to look at it and have that shame live with it rather than actually facing my fears and going and dropping it off at the library. I want to bring it back. I totally do, but I'm just way too scared. Library shame comes in many shapes and sizes. Each scenario exists on a sliding scale that encompasses embarrassment, frustration, anxiety, fear, and self-loathing, according to the degree of offense. There's simply late. A slight cosmic tisk-tisking, but it doesn't much matter. Pay your fine. You are contributing to keeping the lights on and the doors open. There's book lost. Crime is amped up a notch, now you need to pull out the explanation, but in the scheme of things, pay the price and move on. Then there's book needs replacing due to borrower's negligence. The dog ate it, you dropped it in the bath, left it on the plane, the creeping sense of shame wells up. You need to justify your actions, actions that you know you should have known how to avoid by just being a better human being. And finally, many books lost, years have gone by. Complete shame has now become your second skin. You are basically a criminal, and at any moment you will be exposed. So how did I get here? I moved a lot in my life. As a child, many, many times. As a married woman with two kids, many more. Eleven times in 22 years in the same town. I was constantly boxing up belongings, moving, shedding, collecting, and in that constant reestablishing of home and nesting, many things were created and many things lost, like library books. I have one distinct memory of preparing for yet another move in Huntsville and hosting yet another yard sale, and more specifically, of a pile of children's books sitting on a sale table. Two titles stood out, Muddle Cuddle and Goodnight Moon, reminding me of bedtimes and giggling and then a little niggling brain jolt. Aren't these library books? You should not sell these. These books need to be returned. And then another, more quiet voice whispering, It's too late. It's been too long. You can't take them back now. Then, in the smallest most quiet, please don't notice voice. I sold them. And so it began. Hi, my name is Shannon Pratt, and I'm a book nibbler. 
Hi, my name is Sarah Spring. I'm Shannon's mom. When I was younger, I had to um, take out like books that weren't new because this one time I nibbled on a book. We tried to sort of just shove a book in that had had just one or two little nibbles taken out of the corner. It was one of those board books. And they, as I'm standing there, they found it in the return basket and pulled it up and said, no, we'll have to check with the head librarian. And then the answer came back after waiting that, in fact, no, they would not accept it back. And so I did have to buy it. After that, I said to the kids, you know, we can't afford this. If you, if you nibble on another book, it has to be an old book. They're worth less. And they're less tasty. <laughs> so we fixed the problem. <laughs> My book borrowing history has never been straightforward. There's a promise made when we enter the library. You will lend me this book and I will return it on time. If you break these rules, penalties will be incurred. I have lost books, returned books late. I have had books mangled by dogs, and I have attempted to resuscitate drowned books by placing them in the freezer in a bag of rice. My book borrowing has always been a bit A to B via Z. I know most of the librarians by name. It's a small community. They are aware of my history and habits, and they seem to accept me. Which brings me to the incident. My children were almost grown. I hadn't been to the library in a while and it had been a particularly busy phase of my life. Books in hand, I joined the lineup at the front counter where the librarian scanned your card and checked you out. My turn came and my card was scanned. A message popped up on the screen and the librarian's demeanor shifted. It was the yard sale books coming back to haunt me. You can't take any books out today until you clear up your fine. You have an outstanding balance of $180. I have no idea what was said next. I was cringing, mortified. I'm not worthy. I felt like a child being singled out in class, standing in the corner with a dunce cap on. Public exposure with a dose of humiliation slash mortification on the side. Exposed in front of my fellow citizens by the screen of shame. My heart was racing, my cheeks bright red. I wanted to disappear. I slunk out of the library, fines unpaid. AC here. Coming up, Catherine Cole stares her library fine in the face, and it stares right back at her. Hello, my name is Mitchell. I am under suspicion for not returning a library book that I did in fact return. My name is Christine, and I'm Mitchell's mom. When I was eight years old, my mother drove me to the library to return the Star Wars book that I borrowed at the time. Um, the library was closed, so we had to put it in the slot beside the door where the returns go. A few days later, we went to the library so he could take out some books he needed for a school project. But when I went to sign out a book with my mom, they told us that I couldn't take out any more books until I returned my Star Wars book. At that moment, my mom was quite upset. 
I explained to her that we brought it back on Sunday. And the library was adamant that I did not return it. She proceeded to write in the computer that we are saying that we returned the book, but it has not been located in the library, and that my son could not take out any other books until this was resolved. So I thought that would suck if I can't take out books for this project. The next day, I went back to the library. There was a different librarian there that day, and she found the book on the return trolley and said that Mitch could come and take out books again. The next day, all I knew was that my mom dealt with it and that we were going back to get the books that I need for the project. At least that's what I thought. So at the library, the librarian who served us last was there, and she said that I couldn't take out any more books. Same reason. I thought I was going to lose my mind. So it was still on my record that I did not return it, and still not able to take out novels until it was corrected. She came back and said that she had to apologize for this mix-up. And uh, she said that the note in the computer had not been corrected, and she was going to fix that right now. We accepted her apology, and my son totally let it go. But I still, ten years later, have a sore spot when I see her. I started avoiding the library. I was no longer welcome. It was just a fine, but I was in a particularly broke period of my life. As a small business owner, I had an expectation of myself as successful, financially stable, but the reality in a tourist town can be far from that. There were many, many years where we rode the edge of ruin, and every nickel and dime was hard fought. I knew I wasn't in a place both financially and emotionally to deal with the shame. For many people, the library is the financially responsible route to a robust reading life. But for me, it was too fraught. I couldn't go back there. I developed alternate strategies to get my book fix. When I told a dear friend what happened, she gave me access to the tiny but immaculately curated Dwight Library a mere 30 kilometers away. A new library, a fresh start, my chance to move on, clean. But it didn't last. Though I avoided my old library, it followed me. You see, the head librarian was a good customer of mine. She would come to my store every Saturday and purchase yogurt. She was always polite and positive, but she was like a sticky note marking my crime. Every week that she came by, I had silent conversations with her in my head. They started out pretty angry and indignant on my side. How can I have a fine like that? I know that I owe money, but $180? Really? Is that principal plus interest? I argued my past generosity. I gave you a complete set of Canadian Encyclopedia Britannicas in 1988 that I received for my wedding. Doesn't that count? I even wrote her a never-to-be-posted letter, the kind therapy sites tell you to do to exercise your pain. Dear Huntsville Public Library, I do not think it's fair. I am angry because blah, blah, blah. I am frustrated because etc., etc., etc. All the while, I was pining for the expansive shelves and selection of the Huntsville Library just two blocks from my home. 
Eventually, in a mix of menopause, maturity, and a desperate desire to check out my favorite new arrivals shelf, I decided I needed to ask for help. One particular Saturday, destiny was in my favor and the librarian entered the store. There were no other customers. The stage was set for a conversation. Excuse me, I asked. Might I speak with you for a moment regarding my library account? Yes, of course, she replied. I need help dealing with my late fees, I confessed. Sure, I can help you with that. Why don't you pop by the library and I'll sort it out with you? I would very much appreciate that, I managed, and she left. Inside, my heart was flipping and I was trying to breathe normally. When I went to the library the next week, my outstanding balance had been substantially reduced to $60. Thank you. Thank you. I paid the fine. I was reinstated. I felt renewed. Free. Being reborn as a righteous library patron has been liberating. Walking in the world library shame-free is pretty fantastic. Hi, this is Sarah Downs, and I've decided to return my severely overdue library book. I'm currently standing just outside the library, about to go in. I'm actually feeling incredibly nervous. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be a giant fine, or if I have to replace the book, or if I'm going to get arrested. Like, honestly, it feels like that. It feels like a huge deal uh, bringing this back. It's been with me for so long, and I just feel like there's it has a lot of baggage. Um, upon taking it out of my uh, where my cookbooks live, I realize that it's completely covered in oil. So now I'm returning a severely overdue book and damaged. Um, so we'll just see what happens. I'm going to hope for the best. I'm going to breathe. And here we go. Hi. I am here to return a, a very overdue library book that I took out in 2012, and it's been with me for a long time. It's also damaged. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're just actually really thankful you brought it back. Thank you for bringing it back to us. <laughs> it's just I just kept putting it off for years and years, and I moved away, and then, but now I'm back. We're getting it done. <laughs> So it's actually not in our system anymore because it's been gone for so long. So you have two options. Um, we can look up your account and see what your account standing is. And then we can see if there's a lost item on there or any fines. My name is Sarah Downs. Sarah with an H. Yes, with an H. So Sarah, you're actually, you're not in our system anymore. So what oh, happens no. is when you don't use a library for three years, okay. it gets eliminated from the system completely. Oh God. Yeah, so you brought us back our book, which is great, which you can always re-add it into our collection, but you actually have no account, which means you have no fines oh, and no overdue <laughs> fines at all in our system. So we can get you signed up for a brand new library card today. Sure, I would actually love that because I've been preventing coming in and getting a new library card because I'm so scared of the fines, but this is great news. Most of our frontline staff, including myself, we deal with people who are late 
every single day. There is no shame in being late with your books. Uh, most people are quite, quite friendly with it. They'll say, you know, here's my library donation for the year. They know it's going towards our operating costs and, and making sure that we can still do what we do. We have the odd person who is, it takes a lot of pride in I, I'm never late. I always bring these back on time. I couldn't possibly be a day late. Those those people can be a little bit more challenging because sometimes it's they're they're really just a day late and it's twenty five cents and that's okay. You can keep it on your card for as long as you want. That twenty five cents, you don't have to pay that to us if you don't want to. Get you a we'll get you a new count set up today and uh, it'll be like a fresh start. You'll be no overdues, and we won't tell anyone else that this happened. <laughs> Thank you. I've been carrying this burden for since 2012, so it's actually really nice to let it go. <laughs> Glad we could help you with that. These days, at home, I have a special shelf allocated for library books with space for the to-read and have-read books. I proclaim out loud to myself to remind myself the library books are here. I have signed up for online alerts and due date reminders. These strategies have really helped. My advice for other children is don't eat books. My advice to people returning their library books is to do so during regular hours where there are witnesses. My advice would be to just get it done. You know, don't put it off. You're never going to finish it, especially if you're moving and leaving a city. Try to get done all those loose ends, get them all tied up before you leave because you probably won't deal with it later. And my final advice, embrace the shame. Catherine Cole. That piece was written by Catherine. It was produced by Allison Cook and edited by me, AC Rowe. You can see photos of all the people you met today on our website. There you will also find one of Sarah's well-used recipes from gluten-free on a shoestring. The recipe is for pumpkin pie with ginger cookie crust, complete with a complimentary decorative oil stain on the pages. All that is at cbc.ca slash docproject. Okay, so while we were working on this story, I started talking to everybody about what their form of library shame was. And I am impressed by the depth and breadth of the ways that we have found to get ourselves shamed at the library. And it's never the librarians, really, who are making us feel shame. We're doing it to ourselves. I even spoke to a librarian who is guilty of returning books late. So I surveyed the Doc Project team to see what our personal sources of library shame are. And honestly, it's amazing that any of us can even show our faces at the library. Alfea Manassan, digital producer. I am a serial renewer. I never finish books in the allotted three-week borrowing period, so I always renew them until I hit the limit. Then I'll return the book and then immediately take it out again. So if there's a book you're looking for and it's never there, it's probably because of me. Alison Cook, producer. I'm a conflict avoider. 
I only ever take out digital books, which are automatically returned after three weeks. So there's no opportunity for delinquency or for library shame. Dahiat Mahboob, digital producer. I'm a hold canceler. I frequently place holds and have books sent to my local branch. They'll sit on the shelf for six days. On the seventh and last day, I'll go online to cancel my hold to avoid a fine. So if you reserved a book and it's taking weeks to arrive, I'm probably the one slowing down the holds list. Kent Hoffman, producer. I'm a time traveler. I go back to the future to read in a library of the past. Actually, I just changed the date on my e-reader so I can extend the time before my e-books are due to be returned. Kent used to be a producer at Spark, so he would know how to time travel. Or use an e-reader. Julia Poggle, senior producer. Yeah, I'm not using the library. I have a one and a half year old. I'm an aspirational library user one day or shame of the non-reader. I wish I could take out a book. Share your form of library shame on our Facebook page. You can find us and like us. We are at Doc Project CBC. And as for me, I am a town skipper. More than once, I have moved out of a city without paying my library fine. But it gets worse, or possibly better, because I always guilt out and ask a friend who still lives in whichever city to go back and pay my fines for me. So, Tara, thank you for taking care of my library fines at the Winnipeg Public Library in 2015, which begs the next shameful question. Did I ever pay you back or do I still owe you $6? Friendship. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.